to the Vagabond Way podcast. The journey goes ever on with The Long Road. This episode, how to survive and thrive. The launch of The Long Road's new single, If There's a God Out Here, is the focus for today's show. Here's Steve Bonham, Kev Moore and Chris the Bish Leiden, that's me. We're chatting about where the song comes from, its meaning and the direction it pulls in. Kev also takes us on his next record store stop to BPM Records. And Steve talks to us about his vagabond mindset approach and his brand new book, How to Survive and Thrive in an Impossible World. The Vagabond Way podcast featuring The Long Road is exploring the world of the troubadour, the adventurer, the vagabond. The world isn't beige, it isn't processed, it's authentic, it's rich and it's real. If those are the sorts of sentiments that make your brain light up, then hop on board. We are embracing all of those things, we're celebrating all of that, and we'd love it if you joined us on the journey. the Bish Leiden. Somehow, it's the start of October. How the heckles did that happen? Uh, today sees the launch of our second single from our upcoming Out of the Darkness EP. Uh, today's new single is called If There's a God Out Here. Uh, and the first segment on today's show is a chat between Steve Bonham, Kev Moore and me, The Long Road, talking about the origins of the song, its roots in Appalachia and the story beneath the surface. Uh, we'll play the song a little bit later for you to hear. As we talk about in the upcoming chat, it, it's a bit different in many respects, but I think, I hope, you'll agree it still fits in that Long Road world. Um, it seems like only yesterday that it was the start of September and we were launching our last single on a bridge across the river, uh, but here we are a month later all of a sudden, uh, and it's part of our ongoing experiment for this new release cycle, you know, smaller chunks of music, but more regularly, trying to keep people drip-fed with our stuff. Um, both of these songs, are On a Bridge and If There's a God Out Here, they have a, a deep connection to the places they were born in, uh, in those southern states of, the, of America. Um, and we think they're both great examples of the, the world the, the Long Road is, is building or inhabiting these days. You know, that transatlantic connection, songs deeply rooted in slices of American life, American culture, but examined through the lens of our English adventurer's approach. On a Bridge is, is obviously still out there, enjoying radio plays and YouTube views, so do check it out. Uh, maybe even do a bit of a contrast and compare, if you like, with If There's a God Out Here. Anyway, so, on with the show, I'm going to hand over to... Yes, you've guessed it, I'm going to hand over to myself. <laughs> Hello again, podcasters. So here we are. We've got the long road together again online, digitally. We've got Steve Bonham Hello. At, at home in Derbyshire. We've got Kev Moore at home in Spain. Hi there. Uh, and me, Chris the Bish Leiden. I'm at home in Manchester. Almost feels like you're about to launch a quiz show there. <laughs> well, just a and your start of a 10 is. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's our next thing. We've got the podcast, we've got the YouTube show. Maybe we need a, some sort of quiz on late night local TV. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so today we are thrilled that um, our next new single is out. And it's called If There's a God Out Here. Uh, and it's available now. You can listen to it on Spotify, on Apple Music. Uh, there'll be a, There's a video on YouTube. Just search out. Um, if there's a god out here, uh, and you will find it. Uh, and now, this for me, this is a this is a, a remarkable song in our output. I think because it's it's dark. Boy, is it dark! And it starts off quite different to a, a lot of our other songs in terms of the sound world we're into. And I and I'm really excited for people to hear it because I think it's a bit different. Um, but uh, I think it's still got all those signature long road um, little little features in there. 
Um, Steve, maybe tell us a little bit about where it where this song comes from, if there's a God out here. Yeah, it's quite interesting. You know, um, very recently, um, a guy called Justin Towns Earl died. He's Steve Earl's son. The first time I came across him was uh, on a very obscure documentary in which he's talking about Americana music and he's, he's going through Appalachia and he's talking a lot about how desperate life is in that part of the world and how the law doesn't really run there and how there's this massive drugs problem caused by the overprescription of morphine-based painkillers in in the states, which mm. which you mm. know, so up in the woods, they're literally feral gangs going around robbing pharmacies to get their hands on this drug, and then because it's hard to get hold of, they also they've now moved into making crystal meth. So it's a really dark place. Cue forward about a year, and I'm walking through it. <laughs> as you do, as you do. Uh, well, as as you do, Steve. Yeah, as you do. Yeah. Uh, on a, on a trek, we trek with a friend, uh, you know. And we're eight days into the, the woods, and people have said, you know, if you see people, best to avoid them. Don't ask for their names or anything like that. Uh, actually, we didn't see very few people, but two or three in eight days. I mean, we were fifteen days on trail altogether, and. We saw more black bears than we we saw mm. people, but then I, I I rocked up in a place called Reliance, and Reliance has sort of fed its way into quite a few of the songs. and And I was talking to the, the tiny little place in the middle of nowhere, and uh, the guy who ran the shop and the store, Harold Webb. You know, he and I were just sitting talking, and he was telling me, you know, this this problem was real. That people there, a lot of them, were prescribed these drugs originally they, they'd all worked in heavy industries they worked in logging and they worked mm. in mining and they, you know life is incredibly hard no source real social security no safety net there yeah and many of them had very painful injuries so they would just take painkillers to keep working mm-hmm. and they become addicts so it, it's a huge thing and yeah, up in the woods that's where they do and you and and uh, they call it hillbilly heroin and it just struck me because if you walk, it is one of the most beautiful places I've ever trekked. I mean, it's stunningly lovely, yet there's this incredibly dark story yeah. behind it. If you do get to the road, you're driving on the road, you, 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 the only buildings that are substantial are the Baptist churches, which are all very nicely painted and very white, and, and there's usually a, a smiling big roadside poster, a picture of, of the pastor, you know, looking like a real estate agent. Yeah. And everything else is, you know, so you think, well, what, what sort of, you know, without getting religious, this is a funny way of God being around here, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, out yeah. here. And remember, these these are churches which are very, very fundamental. I mean, they still do stuff with snakes, you know, proving God loves you because you don't get bitten by a snake, and there's all that sort of stuff wow. going on. Wow, wow, wow. So it just really hit me, this kind of, if there's God out here, he's going to be pretty angry with what's going on and and upset mm. what's going on and uh it's 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 the old testament Kit, cut forward to in england i just took that on board and then because of dave peg i have this because uh, i ask god blame somebody i have this guitar bazooki and uh <laughs> now we've talked about this before steve the addiction thing thought, is fine <laughs> thought it would be a good idea to have and mm-hmm. i was messing around and then just started playing these very heavy very simple chords and this song just came out in one go, really. It, the whole thing was yeah, yeah. a few few minutes. Uh, and it was almost like trying to get over the the shock and the horror of the, you know, that story. And then 
you guys came along and made it even darker. Well, that's the thing. I remember when I first heard it. I remember sitting in your lounge and you played you played me for the first time. I thought, oh, this is this is edgy. This has got some some balls to it. But then in the studio, I'm afraid <laughs> I'm afraid it got. We turned up the dial there. I think. I did. Yeah. Kev, Kev, you you get a shining shining role in this one with the the vo- the vocals in this one as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I do that kind of devilish undercurrent thing going on, mm-hmm. don't I? Yeah. This is the first time Kev very politely said to me, um, "I think I should sing the verses, Steve." <laughs> and um, and I thought, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> And I think it works really well having those two voices as a yeah, result. It's yeah, a, it's a great, great juxtaposition. I remember when you first played it to me, and I think we we even kind of attempted it live before we recorded it, didn't we? We I did. Think we might have. Yeah. God, did we? Yeah, I think we did uh, in Church Broad, yeah. And I remember thinking, my God, this song is like all over the place, you know. It stops here, then it goes off in this direction, then it does it. It's got so much going on, but that it kind of needs that. It's because it's it is mirroring that chaos of that place that you described, you know. And um I, I think it's it, it really it's one of our most extreme tracks. But as you say, Chris, it it, mm. it all our ingredients are in there, but um you know, given half a chance we probably took a bit more in than we should (laughs) (laughs) well i think i think we tamed ourselves quite nicely and i think again stewart is great at the mixing the sort of yes not not the mixing technically i mean he's great at that but i mean the what ingredients do we need to to record on this song well he's our george martin isn't he i think he understands our idiosyncrasies really and you know he knows when to push us a little bit further than we might initially yeah. think to go. Yeah. But he also knows when to, when to say, actually, we've, probably, we've got enough there, or uh, I don't think we need yeah, that. Which is which is what a good producer does, you know. When people when people hear it, and like I say, you can hear it on Spotify and Apple Music right now. Uh, this song is, it, I think it is. It's the it's the long road, but it is un like there's no there's no varnish or veneer on this one at all. It is we're unfettered, aren't we, on this one? I think one of the things that strikes me about the music we're making for this EP is actually that there are so many layers to the... You can listen to it go, nice song. You can listen to someone go, oh, nice song, interesting words. And then you can listen to it go, oh, nice song, interesting words. What's the story behind this? Where has this come from? Yeah. And I think hearing Steve talking about the, the the place this song was born in and the 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 nature of the of the, the lives that people are living there. Um, and hopefully we can we can sort of get that across in that, in our... Messaging to the public about it is it's a it's a song about a place and people that are living a living a different life to oh, to yeah. us. Yeah. But again, it's it's the power of what we can do as musicians is we can bring the, those stories to people who wouldn't normally see them. And yeah. I think you have to go dark. You know, we don't go dark all the time, but you no. know, sometimes you have to re- reflect the truth. You know, we turn away from too much stuff in life. If you can see it, you shouldn't turn away. That's a lot. Yeah. If you see it, yeah. you turn away. I think we've leaned into things on this EP, Out of the Darkness. That's yeah. the full EP will be out in a in a, a month. And yeah. um, we've had on a bridge across the river was the first thing out a month ago. We got this one. Um, if there's a god out here out today, um, and we lead into this one in terms of darkness, in terms of grittiness, in terms of wanting to show real life in all its forms. I think for the next EP, looking for gold. I think probably we step back a little bit. Yeah. We take a slightly more not rose-tinted view of things, but it's it's less it's less dark. But it's I, I mean, I mean that's life, isn't it? One. Life has all those facets, yeah. and uh, yeah. art art reflects that. You know, out of the darkness is coming out in autumn twenty twenty. Um, maybe 
and that's the darkest one for a dark year i think maybe because when we when we launch looking for gold it'll be early 2021 maybe things will be looking up a bit, a bit sort of lightwise and we and we can all feel like we're at, we are coming out of the darkness and you know yeah. looking for gold is on the cards again Don't forget, there's a video on YouTube created by our own Kev Moore, which just adds to the spook and disturbance level of this song. But as Steve says, we shouldn't shy away. You know, these songs reflect real life out there. So here it is. If there's a God out here, the new single from Steve Bonham on the Long Road. Brace yourselves. Understood as crystals turn from blue to white. 
This week has been about the launch of my new book, How to Survive and Thrive in an Impossible World. It's a book about how to get by and, in fact, better than that, have a a good life when you're surrounded by chaos, uncertainty and general mayhem. I mean, the book, which is my first time I've been able to combine my two lives as a, a musician and a writer and adventurer with my other work as a psychologist, is meant for everybody. It's for anyone who feels like, how do I, where do I go from here? Or how do I cope? But funny enough, I think it's really suitable for people, for musicians. So I offer a brief synopsis here of, of what you might do. You see, the thing about a life of a musician or a writer, and bizarrely also this particular psychologist, its constant feature is, is uncertainty. You'd never know how life is going to be two or three months out. And you get used to it and you adapt to it. And I think what for most people, that's not actually how they live their lives. They live their lives with regular employment. And, and the idea of not having that employment had and has feelings of potential catastrophe and disaster. So this book is about thinking about how do you get your head in the right place for a more uncertain world. And it talks about five rules, five five things that you can sort of orient yourself around to, to cope better. And, and these ideas come, and these rules come partly, I guess, from me as a psychologist, but actually much, much more from a life on the road, from the trips and explorations I've done, from the, the people I've met and the extraordinary stories that they often give you. You see, the problem... With, with with the normal world is it's so goal oriented it's so goal fixed every time you want to uh, change something the first thing you are told is what's your goal what's your vision you know what would good look like and and for most of us we're just completely dumbfounded with that idea you know oh, I have no idea I, I can't imagine it and and the problem is Goals are very difficult. Um, you're lucky if you have them. You're even more fortunate if the circumstances and the, uh, and the planets align in such a way that you might achieve them. Now, if you're going to cope with this world, you've got to have what I've called a, a vagabond mindset. 
you've got to be much more comfortable with the world coming to you than you endlessly chasing after it. And, and I think, you know, every musician I've ever known knows that's the case, that most of the great things that happen seem to happen by accident or, or by good fortune. So what are these rules that, that might help you? I think the first rule is be wild. Be wild doesn't mean be angry or um, furious or, or savage. It means be like a wild animal in the way you pay attention to what's going on around you and you see what's really there. Take the time to slow down and take on board the possibility in yourself and a possibility in the world around you. There's more to us than meets the eye and there's always more to the world than meets the eye. The second rule is be strong. Build your life around continuously exploring and releasing the capabilities you have. Be a better player. Be a better songwriter. Be a better cook. Build your strengths because they aid psychologically to the source of your happiness. And B, do you mean you're ready for whatever happens? You know, it's been interesting working during the lockdown and finally facing up to sorting out technologies like Amazon and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, etc., etc., etc. And I don't love them and I never will, but I feel I've at least reached, negotiated a truce with them in terms of what I do. So be strong. We can always develop that which is hidden. I think the third rule is be experimental. Try things out. You know, the trouble with experts, everyone tells you, you should do this, you should do that. And actually, most of the time, they don't actually know. The fact you are an expert in something doesn't actually make you that much better at giving advice quite often. It's a controversial point, but most experts extend themselves beyond their actual knowledge. So try things out. And anyway, in this is completely mad, unpredictable world, it's going to be your best bet. There is no rule book, ironically, beyond seeing what works, trying what things out musically. Musically, it, music is a constant process of of trying things out, trying new chords out, trying new words out, trying new sounds out, trying new recording out, trying new performance out. And the only way you know what's going to work is by trying it out. Fourth rule is travel with companions. I think companions, the word companion means the people we, we break bread with, companion. And... In our lives, if we've got half a dozen people who get us and understand us and support us, we are blessed, blessed people. And nurturing those relationships who can help us on our journey is one of the key parts of our psychological health. But also when we come to do something, and I have been so lucky working with Kev and Chris, I work with two people who can do all the things I can't do and they can do it really, really well. And I hope there are things they feel Steve just said, it's good to have him on board. And the last rule is take the first step. There's a lovely poem by David White in which the line goes, take the first step, not the second. Take the one you're most afraid of making. We can be bewildered and as musicians we can feel that the whole world is lined up to make our lives impossible. But the only thing we can do 
is take the first step. Make it a small one. Make it a long one. But take it. Cross the threshold. It's really important. So there you have it. In a world in which rules don't work, I propose five rules, which I, I get the irony. But they are less strict guidelines and things like that than invitations. Invitations to be in a better place. Steve is right. I think one of the reasons we work well together is the, the crossover of interests or desires or intentions uh, and musical ideas, but some sort of true diametric opposites of thinking or approach and skills. You know, there are things that I am terrible at that often Steve is very, very good at. Uh, and there are things that Steve is terrible at that I can often sort them out just fine. If you want to get a copy of Steve's new book, How to Survive and Thrive in an Impossible World, Go to artisan-creative.com uh, and you'll see the links to the bookstore there. Um, or just have a look at our social media. There's posts and links about it there. Uh, now, normally Steve would have a, a new song to play us or the start of one. But instead, I'm going back into the archives a little bit and I've picked out um, a song from near the start of this sort of era of musical development for Steve and me. Um, when Steve did a, a trek across Hadrian's Wall uh, six or seven years ago now um, and we did gigs along the route each day one of the songs that grew out of that track for steve was this song which is called walking the wall we actually do have another song called take the first step which would fit deliciously with steve's fifth rule there uh, but i played that on a podcast earlier in the year so i thought we'd play something a little bit different this time so this song walking the wall it was recorded in ireland i think it must have been six years ago 2014 uh, and came out on steve's songsmith album features some great musicians david Ducey on fiddle um, Stephen Doherty on whistles, uh, Jimmy Higgins on percussion, and Sammy Carter on backing vocals. And actually, uh, although our record keeping from those days is less stringent than it is now, I think Kev must be playing bass on this one as well. Um, in one of those first sessions that Kev joined us on in this modern era. Um, anyway, this song has a special place in my heart and in Steve's, I know as well. Um, we love to play it at gigs still, and so here it is for you. It's called Walking the Wall. Who am I, I asked myself Who am I to mourn The words unrhymed, the notes unsigned From the pages torn Vagabond of circumstance Still riding in the clouds The lonely man the horizon's edge talks to himself out loud All my life I've been walking the wall I've been so afraid I was gonna fall And I'm waiting for this sun to rise I've been thinking that the shadow Calling, stepping out from this compromise All my life, walking the wall All my life, walking the wall Look in the mirror Tell me when did I speak so true 
Went through the arc of a summer's day I caught a glimpse of you Hundred perfect reasons To take the road again But none of them make any sense When I think of you back then everyone come in sit yourself down and make yourself at home welcome to kev's virtual cafe on kev's cafe corner and this week i'm going to talk about yet another record shop which i think i have touched on either in our tv show or on one of the podcasts for a different reason but it's basically the same thing but i'm going to go there anyway my hometown of derby was well known for its record stores and we had one called RE Chords that was very cool, had very cool bags for you to take your records home in. It was in a basement in Saddlergate. It was just the coolest place to hang out and the amount of bands and music I've discovered in the dusty shelves down in that dark, forbidding place are without number. It, it was just an amazing place to uh, explore. And many years later, a guy came and took it over, kept it as a record shop, but renamed it BPM Records. And then some years later, he relocated to the old blacksmith's yard further down Saddlergate. And it's a shop that I frequent virtually every time I go back to Derby when I'm seeing family. And it's a rare occasion that I come out of there without some recorded format under my arm. I was in there one day browsing and... There was a track playing in the background. It it was kind of nice and I didn't pay a great deal of attention to it until the solo came in. And I just stopped what I was looking at and said, what's that you've got playing on the system? And it turned out it was a band called The Little Willies, which is kind of a side project for Nora Jones. And 
I was surprised because it didn't sound like a Nora Jones kind of vibe. But it was the guitar solo that grabbed me. And I've spoken about this guy before in some of our other broadcasts. Uh, a guitarist called Jim Capilongo that I'd never heard of. An amazing Telecaster player with a very distinct style and interesting explorer of the guitar, really. What he can get out of it, what he can make it do that's out of the ordinary. And his solos just go to places you, you can't imagine. And a little like XTC do that. It challenges you and it's, it's just a beautiful thing. So needless to say, on that particular occasion, I walked out of the door with the Little Willies album. And as I've said before, record shops do that for you, you know. They inform, they educate and delight. And it's a rare moment that I go in there and not find something to lift my spirits musically or to send me off in a search for something else because I've seen a credit on an album sleeve where I've gone, ah, oh, yeah, that guy, he produced that or he guested on that album. And I, I love that journey, that musical journey, the interconnectedness. And uh, BPM Records is a, is a great little shop. They have a good selection of secondhand albums, so you find some real gems in there. And, yeah, I'm just so proud that Derby has still got a decent record shop going on. In the next episode, I'll probably leave the British Isles and talk about a shop elsewhere. Uh, but I'll leave the location until next week. See you then. A triumph this week in science, engineering, culinary adventures and stick-with-it-ness. The Bishop's Daily Bread this week welcomed the completion of a, a task I'd been trying on and off for several weeks now, maybe even months, to create a perfectly square, brackets cuboid, loaf of bread. If you want to hear a bit more about the um, the origins of this story, head back to episode 35, where I describe the, the, the delightful gold-coloured loaf tin that I bought a few months ago, and the joy that it sparks in me. But this week was the week, through careful experimentation and some stubbornness um, I achieved, if I say so myself, the perfectly shaped square cuboid loaf. Honestly, it's a shame this podcast is audio only, because the pictures I shared proudly on familial and social messaging groups accompanied by the caption, I am beyond thrilled, would amaze you. You can see the corners, the sharp edges, and it is glorious. It's 5% more square than the even the squarest loaf you've seen in a supermarket, promise you, if not 10% squarer. It was super square. So square, I really didn't want to actually, you know, eat the thing. I wanted to preserve it, you know, dunk it in formaldehyde and put it on my shelf forevermore. The perfect square, cuboid loaf. A symbol of the power of humanity to overcome obstacles. A symbol of my own personal triumph in adversity. A symbol of the careful and incremental process of experimentation which no doubt the world's scientists would have been proud of. In the end, I chopped it up and ate it, um, obviously. It's a loaf of bread. But there was a while there when it was more than that. 
So what's the message from this week's Daily Bread? Don't give up. Keep chipping away. You'll get there. But also, you know, eat the bread. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening wherever in the world you are. Subscribe to the podcast or on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify. The next episode will be out next Friday. Don't forget to join us on YouTube for the Transatlantic Connection show and become part of the Transatlantic Connection movement. Head to youtube.com slash the Vagabond Way. Uh, find The Vagabond Way or Steve Bottom of the Long Road on Facebook. That's our main social media channel. All of our music's on Spotify, Apple Music. Go have a listen. Give us a follow. If you like what you hear, share it with your pals who might like it as well. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash thevagabondway. Big thank you to our patrons and a special shout out to Orla Flynn, James Lydon, Stuart Lydon, Yvette Lydon and Trish Taylor. Thank you. Patreon is a great platform that makes it super easy for anyone out there, you, to support content that you love on a monthly basis. It gives you direct access to the people creating the stuff you love, us, hopefully, and you get to play an integral part in shaping the direction of the things that we make. So, become a Vagabonder. That's our name for our supporters on Patreon. To help us create music, live performances, books and short stories, this weekly podcast, our YouTube show, and some new things that we're cooking up. As a Vagabonder, you can get the recordings and books we make for free, receive exclusive Patreon-only merchandise in the post, get regular behind-the-scenes updates from us, unlock access to exclusive livestream performances and Q&As, and lots more. You can help us create something different, something that entertains, and something that inspires others. So, join us on the journey and release the Vagabond Within, patreon.com slash the Vagabond Way. Thank you once again, brave adventurers, vagabonds and explorers, for joining us on the Vagabond Way. Remember, the world isn't beige, it's authentic, it's rich and it's real. Embrace every last bit of it. Until next time, the journey goes ever on with The Long Road. Bye for now. Oh, 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 oh,